Welcome to the Championship Crowd Podcast with Chris and Adam. Today we are joined by a Reading fan as we look ahead to their massive game against the Bees of Brentford on Wednesday night. After reviewing the weekend's results with the sensational Swan stunning Norwich, let's begin the pod. Hello and welcome to the first Championship Crowd podcast. I'm Chris and we'll be always joined by co-host Adam. How are you doing today, Adam? Not so bad. Uh, a little bit disappointed after the weekend's result, but, um, you know, these things happen. Weekend results, what team do you support? Uh, I support Norwich, mate. I uh, supported them for, ever since I was a, a young young boy um, and uh, still support them and enjoy the ups, ups and downs of relegation and promotion every single season, pretty much. So you've always been supporting Norwich all your life then? Yeah, I supported Norwich, um, influenced by family and friends when I was younger. You know, other people will always go for the bigger club, but I've always wanted to support support my local team. Although you've got an unusual story, Chris, haven't you, as to why you support that certain Welsh club you've got on your shirt there? Yeah, for the listeners, I've got my proud to have my Swansea top on as usual. Yeah, Swansea City fan, despite obviously having this fairly London accent. So I grew up in East London, but I was born in Swansea City. My dad was best man at a wedding in Swansea on the day when I was meant to be born. So my parents had a decision, do they go to the wedding or not? They did. They went to the wedding. Mum was dancing away on the dance floor after the wedding, but then started to feel me kicking. Then I was born in Swansea. So born in Swansea, only was there for a few hours. Came back to East London, where I've lived all my life with West Ham supporting family, one Arsenal brother. I uh, love going to Leighton Orient as a local team, but I thought I was born in Swansea, so I've got to support the mighty Swans. As Akafemwa said the other day on Sky Sports, once a Jack, always a Jack. He knows. And it's the same for me. I couldn't not support Swansea. And I love supporting Wales as well. So I support Wales over England. I'm on one setting during the Six Nations. The others are on the other. Great result against Ireland the other day. Yeah, and that's, a, that's an interesting story. I don't know whether anyone else sort of listening will have a will have a similar story like that. But Yeah, exactly, guys. So if you do, if any of the listeners have some interesting stories, do get in touch. We'd love to hear them. But anyways, enough of us rambling on, Adam. This is a show for the guests, this show to hear from championship fans. And we've got one championship fan today with us. It's Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Great to have you on, Sam. So what team do you support? I'm a Reading fan. Uh, Reading fan, good. So got a chance, chance for the promotion with Swansea and Norwich. What made you support Reading? Probably like you guys. My dad took me to my first Reading game probably just before Reading's first promotion in 2005 in the 2006 season. I guess at the time I was developing my interest, probably playing football and just watching it on the telly. But I'm quite thankful that sort of my dad took me to watch my local team because you can sort of get an idea of how when the team's playing, how it can sort of impact like the overall community and stuff. Just fell in love with Reading from then. So then did you say, did they get promoted then that season? Yeah, I think it was the following season or the one after. We got that famous 106 point season, which the record which is yet to be broken. I don't know if it will be for some time. We'll see about that, Adam, this season. Any chance of that? I think the last three games have uh, definitely not given us much chance of doing that. So, yeah, Adam, you mentioned the last three games. So what we're going to do is we're going to reflect on the weekend's results. And I think as a Swansea fan, no better game to start it off with. 
And then the Swansea beating Norwich 2-0 on the weekend. Adam, what happened, mate? Well, for starters, Norwich were without Emmy Buendia, who, if you look at the statistics, I think it's, it's either seven goals or six goals. And I think it's six assists, seven goals, I think he's got so far this season. In my honest opinion, with that, the Norwich hat on, he is the best player in the league. He should be playing for a top like six Premier League team, I think, in terms of the ability he's got. And without him, Norwich aren't Norwich, I'm afraid. Like he's we're not a one man team, but he's the the cog who makes us tick. Without him, we don't have the creativity. And as you can see from the last three games, we've had three shots on target in the last three games. So that is why we are without a goal in the last three games and only two points. What a player. I think Arsenal were trying to get him, but they didn't manage to get him then. So yeah, Arsenal wanted him in January. There was apparently links of twenty five million, but Norwich are pretty pretty much holding out for forty million pounds, which you can make of that what you want, uh, whether he's worth that or not. In terms of creativity, I think he was in the top three chances created players in the Premier League last year, joined with Reuner and someone else. Bear in mind he's playing for a team at the bottom of the league. I think you kind of kind of can see how important he is. Norwich won one game since July 2018 in which he hasn't started. Crucial, crucial player. And could be similar to the great signing of Conor Hurahan. What a signing on loan for Swansea. Uh, Sam, did you see this goal? Uh, I'll say I haven't, yeah. Missed, missed an amazing goal. Um, so Swansea winning 1-0 at that point. Norwich come out second half thinking, we've got to come out stronger. Around early on in the second half, ball comes into him, 30-odd yards out, uses the defender, puts it through his like legs from long range into the bottom corner. Nothing Krul can do about it. What a sign-in. But there was something Krul could have done about probably the first goal, Adam. What, what happened there? Yeah, so obviously we were right in the game. I thought you know it was a pretty, pretty level game. Going into half time, you know, take it a nil nil. Yeah, ball comes in. Tim Crawl, who is actually been awarded in January, he's literally just had that nomination this morning. And the one error he decides to make comes in probably the biggest game of the season so far. Obviously, drops it. And are you, you know, it's a good finish. Should our defenders get closer to him? Probably. But yeah, obviously, gives you the lead going into the second half. And we didn't really create enough chances then to unfortunately get the goal to, yeah, pull it back. Do you think with that result then, Norwich losing to Swansea, are they at risk of falling out of the automatic places? It's definitely not going to help us in terms of, obviously now Swansea do have the upper hand, game game in hand, a chance to go one point clear of us with a win in that. Although if you look at the table, Norwich have now played every single 10 team away from home already this season. So arguably that could play into, into their favour going forwards in the last was 18, 17 games. Definitely going to be an interesting end to the season. Certainly will do. Another team up there was Bre- is Brentford, isn't it? Brentford is showing a lot of promise. And I think they have been for quite a few seasons now. They're obviously unlucky in the playoff final in the summer against Fulham. And I'm just starting to think with their form, they're about 20 games unbeaten now. And you just start to think they've hit form at exactly the right time. If they keep it going, it's almost hard to see them not getting a top one or two finish. Interesting question for you guys. Do you think Brentford will be where they are with that Ivan Tony and his 22 goals this season? It's, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. As in, they are scoring loads of goals at the moment, aren't they? Um, top scorers in the league with, I think, 52 goals. He's been a big part of it. Is it 22 goals he's now now has? But it's one of those, it's one of those tricky questions. You could like throw it in about any team. So you guys without Vendier, us about Ayu. And they do have him and they're using him well. Great, obviously, to lose uh, Watkins, he's doing amazing um, at the moment. For Aston Villa, to lose him during the summer was hard, but they've replaced him with 
Ivan Tony's been amazing. And yeah, they probably wouldn't be up there, but they were up there last year and they just seem to do this every season. Their, their recruitment just seems to be amazing. They seem to keep selling their players, gaining some money, but then improving it as well. So now they're second in the league and strong favourites to go up. Yeah, I think it's their transfer policy of sort of buying low and then selling high on for big profit. And they always seem to be able to recover. Like they sold Ollie Watkins. He went to Aston Villa. So it doesn't seem to matter too much who's managing them or who's playing for them. They always seem to just recycle and keep the club moving forward in an efficient way. Well, Brentford's next game is arguably probably the most trickiest one they've got for a sort of quite a while. Uh, they play Reading. Uh, Reading obviously drew nil nil on the weekend. What did you make of that, Sam? Yeah, it was a pretty grim affair. There wasn't uh, many chances going. I think it, there were about three shots on, tar- on target in total. But I think in this sort of season, when it's a, a long, long 46-game season, and during the times of COVID, you are going to get these dull games. Part of that was probably because Reading had one eye on Brentford midweek. So I think that's probably part of the reason for for such a dull nil-nil draw. Because Reading started really strongly, get, gaining so many points, scoring loads of goals uh, under the new management. And they just looked, looked unstoppable. But then... They did have that kind of blip, started to get back into it recently. But yeah, a bit a bit of a shame to draw against Stoke. But Stoke have been just keep on drawing. So in their last five games, that's four draws and one defeat. And you think if you want to be fighting for promotion, you've got to be beating those teams. Yes, yeah, so one since the eighth, uh, no, 19th of December. Then one since, so. Yeah, so that's what, six weeks without a win for Stoke. So you can sort of see where Reading are going to get a little bit stuck like you're going to be have to be quite ambitious to get through a team who's just so conditioned to drawing exactly so as you, as we mentioned big game uh, on Wednesday we're going to preview that game later on in the podcast and also just to mention that Brentford they won 4-1 on the weekend uh, away to Middlesbrough that was a good result but there was another nil-nil another promotion side drawing 0-0 so it was Watford in the early kickoff against Coventry yeah, I watched most of that game just because obviously with Norwich a disappointing result on Friday night. Obviously, I kept my eyes glued on how the teams below us were going to get on. It's safe to say Watford are not looking like automatic promotion side at the moment. Disappointing result Monday night for them against QPR late on where Doma grabbed the winner there. And then they backed that up with a probably a disappointing 0-0 draw away at Coventry. And to be fair to Coventry, I thought they were going to be the side that were probably going to nick that game. They looked by far the better side, defensively well-drilled. Probably didn't create many chances in the same way that Watford didn't, but by far the better side had more possession, I think, probably, and just played well. If you're watching the game, not used to the championship, you know there's one team trying to stay up and one team pushing for promotion. You're definitely going to think it's Coventry. They created all the chances, but I guess they're down where they are because they just can't take their chances. Watford are a funny team. They're up there, but I remember when we played them like a month ago, the end of December, and they, they just didn't they just didn't come out to play. And they did actually get an early goal, but then they sat back all the game and we created all the chances, managed to win 2-1. But I just think, how are they up there? But they've got all the players, so they should be up there. They're just not playing that well. And I remember they've got a new manager that's come in who's meant to play more attacking football. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that at all. But there was a more interesting game on the weekend with another team fighting for promotion. Bournemouth have slipped up going into this game and lost their last four games, but they managed to win 3-2 Burnham on the weekend. 
Yeah, no, it's probably a disappointing result for Birmingham in the end because it looked right in that game at one point. Um, Jack Wilshere scoring his first goal. Big, big win for them, especially when Middlesbrough were looking like they could be sort of hunting them down for that last playoff position. And obviously, with Middlesbrough's result away at uh, home, sorry, at home to Brentford. Yeah, big win. Is that their first win in some time after their manager Tindall got sacked? Big win since the 2nd of January. Yeah, exactly. So you'd expect them to sort of go on a bit of a run now and hopefully they should hold on to that sixth place. I can't really see Middlesbrough or Blackburn really pushing them too far, especially with the four Middlesbrough showing at the moment. I think Bournemouth will, will keep that sixth spot and I think they could be one of those teams that could be going up through the playoffs. You would always think the third team should go up because they're the best team in the league, uh, best team out of those playoff teams. But it never usually happens like that. It's usually around a sixth or a fifth team who have just come up, got some form. I reckon Bournemouth, they just keep winning and they could be going into the playoffs with amazing form. And as sad as it says, uh, I think they could be could be the strong favourites to win in the playoffs. On paper, I think they've probably got one of the strongest teams in, in the league, to be fair. Yeah, I think it form for the playoffs and getting that right is probably the most crucial thing. I don't think it matters too much. Once you're in the playoffs, how many points you've got overall is who's going to perform best in them big games. Yeah, and they do have the players. David Brooks, I don't know how he's still playing in the Championship. Obviously, during his time, the Premier Bournemouth did get big injury. That's probably stopped his move from a bigger, to a bigger side. But was Wales's... Uh, play of the year over the likes of Bell, etc. in 2018 or 19. He's, he's a class act and we're looking for that spot in the Euro side as well. So I think he could be projecting Bournemouth to playoff success. Should we talk about Preston Rotherham? Yeah, 2-1 two, two win for Rotherham. They are flying, aren't they? They're just, just started to come out and yeah, started to win. So the last five games, three wins, one draw. And one defeat against a very good team in Swansea, and that just makes seeing their seeing their late, latest results it just yeah you know, makes me much more happier with our result three one away from home uh, the previous weekend, and just thinking Rotherham are a team in good form, so it makes that result much better against them. They just seem like they keep winning, and they've got two games in hand as well, so only one point above the relegation zone, but they've got their two games in hand that could be crucial if they get uh, carry on their form. I think the biggest two wins for them obviously came with the fact they've done the double over Derby in the last month. Obviously, Derby are a direct relegation rival. And if you're going to stay up in this division, you've got to beat the teams down the bottom who are around you. And obviously, they've done that. I think the team spirit at Rotherham is probably what might potentially keep them up this season. I don't actually think in terms of quality of player, they're probably as good as even someone like Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, in terms of grit and determination, I think their manager, Paul Warren, who's actually a Norwich fan, grew up here. So I've got a little bit of a... A little bit of a liking towards him. And I think he's going to do it. I think we'll keep them up. Yeah, you don't really associate Rotherham with like a championship side. Well, they have been there and they've been, they did come up and then get relegated and come back up again. And yeah, I don't know. Don't think, don't really think they're the championship side, but they look like they could be safe this year. But there's a lot of games, a lot of games to play. Obviously, only one point ahead. But those games in hand, if they win those, then they've got a strong chance. So we're going to talk about one of those games in hand later on in our preview as they at home to Cardiff on Tuesday night. But another game we saw this weekend, another lower league team, Sheffield Wednesday losing against Millwall 4-1. That was a crucial defeat for them. But you would think you need to be going to get some points. Millwall tend to draw these games at home this season, but great result for them. They don't usually score four goals though, do they? No, in terms of Millwall, I mean, they were really well drilled against us the other night. 
arguably one of the better sides, I think, who we've come up against. They literally kept everything we created out uh, defensively very solid. Only issue was they don't score goals. And then what do they do in the next game? They score four goals. So Millwall at home, I think I think it's only, I think it's only the second win at home this season. I think they've got about nine draws and one about one or two defeats. They At home, they just draw every single game. So probably a turn up for the books, that. So it's, it's not looking good for Wednesday, is it? I mean, they're on 25 points. Uh, their form hasn't been too, too bad. They've got a couple of wins in the last five. But you really think if they're going to go on a push, they need to put on a really good run of wins together in the next couple of games. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they've started to come out, obviously losing on the weekend. But they, yeah, as you say, their form recently has pushed them up because at one point in the, ta- in the league, it didn't look good for them. But also you've got to take in context, they had that point deduction at the start of the year, so they would be on more point. So if you level it out, in some ways they're above the other teams, but they've, they've got to get some results on the board. And they've really got to sort out their ownership and management because the yeah. owners just seem to sack all these play- uh, managers and then also they're signing all these players, spending lots of money on them, but they're never turning out that good. So it's more of a club issue rather than the actual manager's fault. But they do seem like they've got some results, obviously, Oh, as we said, a defeat on the weekend, but they have started to picking it up recently. Well, so then we've got another game here. Uh, obviously, a relatively new manager, an ex-Norwich manager as well, Chris Hewton at Nottingham Forest. A big win for them on the weekend, 3-0 against Lowly Wickham, who I'm afraid, I think, as much as I would love them to stay up, I really don't think they're going to be able to at this point. They just look starting to get cut adrift a bit there at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, Gareth Ainsworth's done a great job, isn't he? They've come up all the way from League 2 to League 1 and now the Championship, but I think as we've seen with like Rotherham in the past, it looks a step too far for them. So I think they'll look to build on it as a club. It's obviously, it still seems quite a small club. So I think when they'll go down, they'll look to sort of be consistent and then get promoted again and try and stay in the championship in a more sustained way. It is a shame because it's been great to have them in the league. The likes of Akinfem, a world player, world beast. But he's not playing as much this season. They do have such a small budget though. And I think the effects of COVID without any fans, they were kind of set up to fail before the season had started. But they'll be looking for pride, obviously, to keep going. They can they will still believe. If you talk to Gareth Ainsworth, no way he would think they're, they're going down at the moment. He'll, he'll be doing his best to pick them up. And they played really well against Tottenham in the FA Cup um, only a f- few weeks back. So they do have the ability to turn up. It's just whether it's out there too hard for them now, obviously. So... They do have um, two games in hand as such on a few teams. They're sitting on 16, Derby on 28. So a lot to do. Forrest, though, I, just touching on them, their resurgence over the last few weeks has been like, magnificent, like really how, how they were suddenly sort of right in that bottom bottom three there, sort of November time. And now, to be honest with you, I don't see how they're going to get relegated. I think they've got too many good quality players. Many of the next Brighton players, actually, who... Newton has connections with uh, Anthony Canockart and that man, Glenn Murray, two goals on the weekend. Obviously, was a, was on loan at Watford at the start of the season. Obviously, that didn't work out. But two massive goals for Nottingham Forest from him at the weekend. Certainly, great addition. One of them was a penalty, wasn't it? Now, going to like the mid-table games, one was a bit quite a big game. So, the uh, seven-side derby between Bristol City and Cardiff. Weird one for me. Never know who to support. Because, obviously, I hate Cardiff. But it's like one of those things like, is it patriotic to support the Welsh over the English in the uh, River Severn derby? But no, I think with Lee Trundle 
Swansea legend playing for Bristol City as well. Always have to support them. Can't, can't support the rivals, can I? But they did win. Cardiff won 2-0 against Bristol City. I'll tell you what, Nor- Norwich have played both of them sides in the last month. And both of them were very underwhelming in terms of how they performed. Obviously, both of them, I imagine, would have both thought they might have been up there towards towards the end of this season. Obviously, both Cardiff obviously came down and are still in sort of they're still getting parachute money. And Bristol City are always a team with big ambitions, though, who unfortunately always seem to fall short. And Bristol City, I imagine their form's quite worrying. I think they've is it four defeats in five or something they've got? It's it's, it's not great form. I know that. So if they're going to really try and mount a push for those playoff spots, then they've got to turn it around quick and put a pretty impressive run together. Yeah, Bristol City, four defeats in five. One of them was Brentford in a week where they started off strong. And if you watch the first half, Bristol City had any chance to win that game. Another game, QPR, great result against Blackburn, winning 1-0. Yeah, Blackburn, I imagine, still have some sort of ambitions for, for the playoff spots as well, as do many of the teams in that sort of seventh to maybe 10th, 11th sort of position do. But, you know, they score goals, but they ultimately leak goals too. And they need to start winning quickly as well. And had a way defeat to a pretty pretty impressive QPR side over the last month, if I'm being honest. They were quite good against us there back in the sort of end of December time. Got a point against us. And obviously they've recently won against Watford away and backed it up with a one-nil win over Blackburn at home. The last result was Luton drawing 1-1 against Huddersfield. And also must be noted, Derby game away to Barnsley was postponed. So that leaves the table as it is. Top 12, I'm going to quickly read them out for you. So everyone playing 28 games, unless I've said. So Norwich on 28 games with 55 points. Brentford got one game in hand with 54 points. Swansea again, one game in hand on Norwich, 53 points. Reading got the game in hand as well, 48. So after 28 games, Watford, 48 as well. Bournemouth, 45 Middlesbrough 40, Blackburn after 27 games, 39, Stoke after 28, 39, Bristol City on 39 points as well, with Preston three points behind them on 36, and Barnsley with a game in hand also on 36. And then obviously in the bottom bottom half of the table there, you've got Millwall, obviously 35 points after 28, Cardiff do have a game in hand on them, 34, Luton also a game in hand, 34, QPR 16th also have a game in hand, 33. Huddersfield have played their 28 games. They're on 33. The resurgent Nottingham Forest, 28 games, 32. Coventry, good result of the weekend, 31 points. Rotherham have two games in hand, 29 points, as we've touched on. Wayne Rooney and his Derby side have a game in hand. They're on 28. Birmingham, who are really struggling at the moment, dropped into the relegation zone. They've played 28 and have 28 points. Sheffield Wednesday, obviously with the six-point deduction, are on 25 after 27 games. And Wickham, Despite their two games in hand, currently sit 12 points adrift. There you have it. That's that's the table. Great start to the podcast, guys. Great preview. Now we're going to change it up. We've got a game for you. What, what's going to happen in the game is it's called Case for Promotion. We've got two fans. We've got Adam supporting Norwich and we've got Sam supporting Reading. Both, both teams got a massive case for promotion. What's going to happen is... I'm going to give you 30 seconds to the background sound of the countdown 30-second timer, as everyone knows it. And what you're going to do is, simple thing, 30 seconds, give your best case for why Norwich and why Reading are going to get promoted. We're going to start with Adam. It's not going to be judged on how much I think your side's going to be promoted. It's going to be judged on how persuasive you are. I want you to give me all the stats. 
etc etc or just arguments for why you think you're gonna get promoted but it's gonna be a twist so i'm gonna give you a score out of 10 but each time adam for you yeah. if you say norwich daniel fart team and pukey uh, then you'll get minus one point so you need to show okay. me why you're getting promoted without saying your team's name what are your best strikers and your manager so yeah adam are you ready to go Let's see if this works. First time, Adam Harvey, case for promotion. Time is about to start. Hello. Uh, the Pride of Anglia are going to be promoted this year. Um, we've got the best attacking midfielder in the league in Emiliano Buendia. Uh, we've now got uh, 18 games left. Uh, we've played every single side in the top 10 away from home already this season. Uh, we currently also sit top of the league. Uh, games in hand don't really equate to points. Um, Obviously, in terms of uh, the last result, wasn't great. Uh, we are unfortunately failing to score goals, but we do have Jordan Hugel on the way back, who's in good form, and we have a certain Finnish striker who's probably. Start. Good. Did, you hear, did you hear the end of the timer? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare. We'll, we'll hopefully um, have that all sorted for the podcast. They'll be all hearing the timer, hearing Adam rambling on after the timer. Hopefully, it all come together. Anyways. On to Reading. I think that was very good. You gave stats and gave good persuasive argument. Difficult on the spot, but you know, you gotta you gotta so un- under pressure, like Norwich under pressure, you gotta you gotta pull out a performance. Sam, your chance to shine for Reading. It's gonna be yeah, so same again. You won't be able to say best player, probably Chow, Lucas Chow, and then Pornovic, your manager and Reading. So listeners, listening out for those words. Brilliant, Sam. Case promotion starts now. I think the Royals are going to be promoted this season. We had a very strong start to the season, won about eight games in a row. Uh, it mellowed out a bit, but now we're only six points at the automatic place. It's really good stronghold in the playoffs. We've got a good uh, core of young players coming through Michael Elise, Omar Richards, Ovio Ijaria. I think these players are going to really develop together alongside our more experienced players like Liam Moore and push us up. Brilliant. Good start. Time's up. That's class. Anyways, scores are in. Wow, good start. I think both of them, very persuasive, very good stuff. I'm going to give it just to our guest. He tips it on the day. <laughs> Sam wins it. We're going to give Sam... I think we're going to keep a running total of different guests. Sam, I think that's a strong start for the first guest to come on. Let's let's give you an 8.1. 8.1. We're going to have many guests, so we're going to keep the points. And Adam, mate, 7.9. Unlucky, mate. <laughs> but very good. Very harsh judging. I just want to keep uh, some room for improvement and room for other things as well. Anyways, guys, three games coming up midweek so in terms of Tuesday night you've got uh, you've got Rotherham who host Cardiff uh, obviously one of the rearranged games Adam has now left us well we're, we're back we're back with Adam he he had left the podcast after that game was it was it down to the bad scoring it, is he had enough we've got him back here he no. is Adam what happened mate I'm afraid I think it's the uh, it's either a mix of the weather conditions it is snowing like mad here um so whether it's that or whether it's uh, whether it's uh, like Norwich City's form, I've just dropped off there um, for a small patch, and I'm back now, ready to ready to come back into the podcast on full form. Um, 
yeah, I'll be back anyway. Wow, on that. Look, look at that. Conveniently, the Wi-Fi goes after hearing the result. Yeah, yeah. But uh, on that note, we will crack back on with uh, the midweek games. So Tuesday night, we've got two games. Uh, we've got Rotherham hosting Cardiff. Uh, one of the games was postponed due to COVID. And then we've also got Wickham v Sheffield Wednesday. Two big games in terms of down at the bottom. Obviously, Rotherham only one point ahead of the um, relegation zone. But Sheffield Wednesday then, three points off Derby as well. So they're, they're both going to be looking for wins there. Wickham do look down and out, so we'll start with that game. Sheffield Wednesday at home, you'd think they need to get three points there. But Wickham will also be looking at it. Any chance of survival, this is also the time to get three points as well. Also for Pride, they don't want to be sitting at the bottom of the league, do they? So Wickham will be going out at Sheffield Wednesday. And it could be a, could set up to be a very either cagey game to start off with because there's a lot on stake. Or it could just be an emphatic game. Uh, both teams coming out, trying to get the win. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a big game at the bottom. Obviously, Sheffield Wednesday, as we said, other than Saturday's defeat, have been in quite good form. Obviously, Wickham, I don't think they've won since they beat Cardiff a few weeks back. So they're struggling a bit. They need to win. Obviously, if they win, you know, there's always a slim chance that they can stay up. You know, that would narrow the gap potentially with the Rotherham defeat to like nine points. So there's always a chance. But Sheffield Wednesday, on the other hand, will also see this as an opportunity to really put a marker down in which they're going to stay up this season. I see Sheffield United winning this game. I think we've seen Wickham are just a little bit behind the pace and that shows they're about nine points behind. So I back Sheffield Wednesday to win it and start climbing their way out of the relegation zone. So yeah, score predictions for that game? I'm going to go 2-1 Sheffield Wednesday. I'll go 2-0 Sheffield Wednesday. I think it'll be a cagey game, especially the first half. I think Wickham, they're just going to do it. I think Gareth Ainsworth is going to pull one out of the bag somehow. Let's say 2-1 Wickham. Everyone's going to be listening to this podcast and thinking, well, this host has no idea what he's on about. But I haven't, I've got to start feeling that they're going to randomly just come out and pull a result. So going back to the other game on Tuesday night, Rob Room versus Cardiff. Again, massive game. Obviously, Cardiff now got Mick McCarthy, ex-Ipswich manager. I think he started slowly, but obviously got the big win at the weekend. Rob Room, obviously, as we said, from the uh, reviews we've done, in very good form, three wins out of five. And at home, they're very good as well. You know, they've always, always done well at the New York Stadium. Even without the fans this season, they've always pulled out some good good results there. And I'll be honest with you, I think they might do it again. You know, as I've said before, like, I think their team spirit is second to none in this division. And I really do think they've got an opportunity in which to put a, put a bit of a gap there between themselves and, and the bottom teams. And obviously, they also would still have a game in hand on many of the sides at the bottom as well, even after that. So, big opportunity. Yeah, but obviously, Cardiff on the new management now, I think, They'll be looking for some points as well. I think I'm going to go for 1-1 one, one for this game. I think both teams are going to want to win it. But they're just going to cancel each other out. Obviously, Cardiff not really playing for loads. But they could be drawn back. If they if they slip up the next few games, they could be drawn into that relegation scrap. Currently sitting six points ahead of Birmingham. I think I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. I'm going to go for a draw. Two all. I'm going to back Rotherham and go 1-0. Good, good stuff. But the big one, Sam... You don't care about yeah. those other games. <laughs> you care about the Wednesday night. Seven o'clock, Reading versus Brentford. Who's going to win? I don't know. It's pretty hard just not to not to sit on the fence with this one. I see it as quite quite a massive game. But there is one thing I have to say. It's If I'm being realistic, I can't see Brentford losing. So I can't see Reading winning this game. Where's your loyalty, Sal? Yeah, I know. But I have to, I have to be realistic. I don't think we're going to... 
undermine undermine them with a, a result, to be honest. You look at Brentford at the moment on paper and you look at their team and unless they pick up some injuries, then I really don't see any other team that's going to win the league, I'm afraid. I think momentum's big in the Championship, probably the biggest factor in all honesty. I think it's why Norwich was so successful two years ago and we got promoted. We were similar to Brentford. We conceded goals for fun, but we scored them for fun. And ultimately, as long as you outscore teams, you win games. And that is the, what Brentford are doing at the moment. And you can't knock them for that. My concern for Brentford would be, say they do get a defeat midweek, how do they react to that? Because they've been on such a good run of form. Will they then go back to just being on form again with you know another seven or eight game unbeaten run or whatever? Or at the weekend and be a little bit, little bit nervy and, and slip up again? So yeah, I think it's a big, big game for, for both Reading and and Brentford, similarly to the to the Swansea Norwich game at the weekend. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, it's as we say, it's so hard to call. I'm going for one-one. Yeah, I was going to go for a draw as well, but I think there'll be more goals. I think that I think it'll be two. I think I'm going to go with you, Chris. I'm going to go one-one as well. And to be honest, I'll be quite happy with that. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those games. Even though Brentford is scoring and there's goals in their games at the moment. I think first half could be very cagey. I think both sides are going to equal each other out. When Reading came to the Liberty, I know they're home now, but when Reading came to the Liberty a few a month ago, it was yeah nil nil draw. And even though we had chances, they did look fairly solid. And I think they could do the same against Brentford. And when Brentford came to Liberty, they they couldn't beat ten men. So if the team defends a bit better, I think I think we could be seeing a draw there. So yeah, one one with a cagey first half. I'm going for. Anyways, they're the midweek games. We've got weekend games. I'll quickly rattle through them and then the others can pick out who they think will be good games. So on Friday night, we've got Blackburn at home to Preston. Then Nottingham Forest with a 12.30 kickoff on Saturday against Bournemouth. Then three o'clock kickoff. So we've got Birmingham versus Luton, Cardiff versus Coventry, Derby versus Middlesbrough, Huddersfield versus Wickham, Norwich versus Stoke, Reading versus Millwall, Rotherham versus QPR. And Sheffield Wednesday at home to Swansea City at Watford at home to Bristol City. Then on Sunday, the one o'clock kickoff, Brentford versus Barnsley. Any thoughts on those games? I mean, if I'm going to pick a big game, I'm going with Nottingham Forest v Bournemouth. I think Forest are obviously in very good form. Bournemouth weren't in good form. Obviously turned that round with a win at the weekend, although was that a little bit of not so much of a fluke, but you know, they did ride their luck in that game. Obviously, Forest now have Glenn Murray, who's bagged two goals in his last game he's going to be full of confidence and let's face it Bournemouth do slip up at the weekend you know they're going to be they potentially if Middlesbrough or Blackburn or someone like that picks up a good result they're going to be pulled back into that sort of dogfight for for sixth place so to me I think that's probably probably the game I'm going to be keeping my eyes on other than the Norwich game this weekend. I mean obviously for me Reading versus Mill will be the main one because we'll obviously want to see how we get on either side of Brentford. We've already dropped points going into the big game midweek, dropping points to Stoke. So if we don't get a result on Wednesday, we really have to make sure we come out and get a positive result against Millwall. Yeah, 100%. It's one of those games, like, obviously we don't know the score for Brentford, but if you beat Brentford, then you're going to want to definitely carry on that momentum into the Millwall game. But if you do drop points, you don't want to be coming out of the week with not more than three points which is catastrophic for any top team. Obviously, I'm going to throw out there Sheffield Wednesday, Swansea. But I do think it's a big game. Um, Non-biased point of view, Swansea, of course, going for automatic promotion. But Sheffield Wednesday, they could be coming, even though I think Wickham are going to win. Most people would say Sheffield Wednesday are going to win. So they could be coming uh, three points against Wickham, which will be putting them level on points with Derby 
and Birmingham. So it'll be all to play for as they fight the relegation zone. Anyways, guys, I think we've done a good podcast there. We hope the listeners enjoyed that and just stay in tune. So let, let us know your stories, why you support your clubs. Let us know everything. We love to have different fans on here. Let us know if you want to come on and I hope you enjoyed the pod. That's from me. Any last words, boys? Hopefully some good results this week. A Norwich win on Saturday and then we can go into next week's podcast. Norwich still top of the division. Sam, Reading going to win? Well, hopefully my prediction is wrong and we get a good result against Brentford midweek because then we'll only be three points behind Brentford in the automatic playoff places. So anyway, thanks for having me on. No worries. Sit, hopefully have you on another time as well, Sam. Cheers. See, see ya. See you later.